More info and opinions on Big Red than one station can handle. Now on two stations, Big Red Overreaction Postgame on 1620 The Zone and 1019 The K. Sound off. 402-951-1620. Big Red Overreaction is sponsored by Burton AC, Heating, Plumbing, and more. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. And Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. That was supposed to be the block punt. It sounded a lot better while I was watching the game. Hell of a play by Kalarvik. <laughs> Interesting description by Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, and how about the fact that Malcolm Hartsog gets some game action? And you know, I think what didn't he didn't he have a pass deflection right before that, and then he's in the right place at the right uh, time, picks up the ball off Kalarvik's uh, block, and uh, he's got his first career touchdown. Yeah, he had the roller coaster of a young player tonight because he did. He he started to get picked on by Indiana the last two drives of that first half, but he but you know what? That's how you you learn and you get better is you go through the roller coaster of your first extensive uh, playing time. I, I I thought here. I thought that was encouraging. I didn't like Tommy Hill against Oklahoma. I didn't like his reaction when he got pulled out of the game. He sat by himself on the sidelines, almost that he was pouting. Good on, good on this coaching staff to do two things. One, Hartzog starts, and they didn't completely throw Tommy Hill away. He came out and played special teams, and I thought he was, I thought he was pretty good on special teams for him instead of pouting that he didn't have his regular spot. Yeah. Yeah, two plays before that, Hartzog had his pass breakup, and then uh, and then he blocked the punt. Um, but and 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 like I said, while Indiana was without their number one receiver, um, Cam Camper, um, they're they're not particularly athletic. But Nebraska needed to stay on those guys. I thought they did. They challenged a lot of passes. There were some balls that looked like may have been dropped, but actually they were challenged. I thought pretty well by Nebraska tonight. Um, they, they did what they needed to do against this team, winning first and second down, challenging balls, especially the short, uh, the short cutting routes. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was a well-executed defensive game plan for the most part tonight. Yeah. That was a major loss announced right before the game that Indiana was out. Uh, one of their top wide receivers because yeah. their, their two wide receivers just couldn't do much. Here is, uh, Aaron, Aaron, thanks for the uh, call. Welcome to big red overreaction. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, you know, I've uh, you know I've heard multiple times about uh, you know Urban Meyer, all these other coaches that might come in, David Campbell, whatever. Uh, what you saw tonight is organic, and I guess that's the the biggest thing I've noticed. It's just this is something that is is fresh, it's unique, it's it's organic that won't come from uh, Twitter or anything else. It's something that's just real in there. I mean, you have an AD in the locker room that's that's literally chant, chanting with the boys. And that's something I don't think you're going to get anywhere else. And it's one game I'm not trying to get overhyped, but uh, it, it's something. And I think that's something to build off of. And I, I'm i a Mickey guy. I, I tonight proved I, it's one it's one win, and it sounds ridiculous, but uh, Mickey seems like the guy after tonight. I, 
I don't know if I'm getting overhyped. Patience, or, or grasshopper. You know, Aaron, you know what he is? He's the guy for the University of Nebraska. And, right. And, and whatever all, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying head coach. He feels something about this university and what it means to him and how he wants to get this back to where it is, that he will do anything possible. And I think people that are around him feed off of that because they know how much passion he has for Nebraska. And you got to remember, he has a special relationship with the athletic director. Him and Trev go way back. And so I think right. I think that's where you see those two were pretty emotional because you know what? They like each other and they know what they've yeah. gone through and they know where they gotta get this to and to embrace like that. But there is one thing regardless what regardless of a title of whatever Mickey Joseph has, Aaron, I think everybody could see tonight. There are what, hundred and fifty players, and he mm-hmm. may not coach your position, you may not have much interaction with him before he became interim head coach. Those guys will go balls to the walls for Mickey Joseph. And that right. is something that Nebraska probably, top to bottom, hasn't had in a while when it comes to the head coach. Exactly. I'm I'm excited to see what happens. But, yeah, it, organic is the word that comes to my mind with, with, with Mickey Joseph. So, Aaron, thank you uh, for the call. Here he's is, a genuine yeah. guy. He's a genuinely good guy. And he's and you could tell well, just by in his demeanor. I mean, he... He, he's not he's a no BS guy. He's not trying to be something he's yeah. not. That's you know, I, and, I, and, absolutely and, 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 and kids, you know, we, we, we underestimate 18 to 23 year olds. They can they can see through BS. They can see through a sales pitch. They can see through, you know, someone who's trying to, you know, um, give them a slip. Mickey doesn't do that. He's a straight shooter. And, and these guys respond to that. Yeah, I, I think they respond. um and I absolutely agree with you, John. And I'll use the word authenticity. Yeah. I mean, there's you, you don't think Mickey is trying to pull the wool over your eyes. No. He's going he's gonna to tell you exactly how he's feeling, but he'll tell the player first how he's feeling about him before he says anything public. Um, and I think players respect that, um, that he's not talking through the media to the player. He's going to talk straight to the player. Uh, here is Alan. Alan, welcome to Big Red Overreaction on 1620 The Zone and 101.9 The Keg. Thanks, Gary. And I'm going to say hi to you first, Gary, just because I know for the last 10 years, normally people say, hey, Damon. So <laughs> uh, hi, Gary. And But actually, John, help me out. Help me remember what was the bit you guys did in the afternoon show? Gripe? Lay out your gripes Friday or something like that. What was it? Do you remember? No, Gary, didn't you? You did. Uh, wasn't. Bragging bitch, right? Yeah, that lasted a week, John. Thanks for listening. <laughs> oh, I was, the, I was listening. The, I remember the, it. It was, uh, it was what, good. The, what, Alan, are you talking about uh, USC doing Hour of Hate? Uh, thank you. Hour of Hate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's way. That's a long. Yeah, that was a long yeah. time ago. We don't do that anymore. So I, I, it's I've all about love now. So, um, but let me let me express my Hour of Hate for one second. I sure. paid. I'm camping, and I paid a lot of money to get this wireless thing. So when I'm camping, I can watch the Husker games in, in the fall. I've ordered YouTube TV, yada, yada. I get out here. It is buffering every other play. I'd still be watching the game <laughs> live if, if, I was, if I didn't turn to the radio. So my son and I are listening to the radio, sitting around the campfire, beautiful night. And we hear, I know he's not your brother, but we hear your brother, uh, Gary, and he says, what is the ref doing? Is he waiting around to get a buzz? And they were talking about um, 
if he was waiting around to get buzzed from the booth. Well, me and my son both kind of looked at each other like, did he just say that? So I needed to call in to tell you guys, you got to capture that because that's going to be a great little drop. Well, I mean, I knew, I know what, I know what he meant. If that's exactly yeah. what he said, which is one it, of the flaws of college replays, you wait for the stupid pager instead of just making the coach's challenge. But right, I mean, he's, but when, he's waiting, when, he's, when he's waiting to get a buzz. That, it was hilarious. Me and my son looked at each other. But the reason I bring all this up is because this was a game, the first game that I can remember. My son's twelve. That we were actually kind of enjoyed the game. Mm-hmm. And we were able to laugh during the game and kind of just, it, it never felt like it was about ready, like the shoe was about ready to drop. It always felt like Nebraska was kind of, even in the third quarter, when they couldn't get that offense going, we kept pinning them deep, you know, and it, it always kept seeming like it was under control. And it was just a fun game to watch. And it really reminded me, I'm your guys' age, Actually, probably a little bit older, maybe more to John's age. But it reminded me of growing up, and when they wouldn't play on the TV, we'd have to listen to the radio. And it just reminded me of those games, and it was fun. And it was exciting at times, you know. And I never felt that pit of despair that I've been feeling for the last however long. So. That's all I need to it's say. It's called guys. winning. Hey, I appreciate you That's what here. it is. It's Alan, winning. thank you for calling us while you're camping. Um, yeah. All right, on on that note, cue back up the Matt Davison thing. I got to hear this. We For people that are tuning in, so this is a touchdown. So this is a, more of a celebration. This is a Trey touchdown. Palmer touchdown. This is a Trey Palmer touchdown. But explain to us what Matt Davison is doing here. Trey Palmer tight to the formation of the near side. Marcus Washington now in motion of the near side. Snap back to Casey. Has some time. Takes a deep shot down the field. Looking for Trey Palmer. He goes out. He makes a catch. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Nebraska. Yes. What a throw by Casey Thompson. Trey Palmer ran underneath it. Untouched. Do they – hey, they do not – you know how, how um, one of the great scenes last night when the Mariners clinch uh, a mm-hmm. playoff berth for the first time in 21 years, they have a a camera on the announcer. They don't yeah. They don't have a camera in the Husker radio network. I don't think network. they do. I don't think they do. Why? I know Iowa's broadcast does. Why not? They should. They should put one on – well, the problem is that they put one on there. You, you would see Greg reach over for the uh, the hot button to hear, you know, here, here – Here's what I want Matt to say. <laughs> here is uh, here is Zach. Zach, welcome to Big Red Overreaction. Thanks for having me on, fellas. Don't look now, but we're one and one in the Big Ten. Uh, so I just tonight I have to tip, tip my cap to Casey Thompson. Um, gets pulled for who knows what reason, but the kid comes back and. He's the first guy in the locker room that is right up against Mickey Joseph celebrating. And I just got to tip my cap to a, a leader like that and a kid like that that can respond and make plays down the field. I just got to get your guys' opinion on why, I guess, are you, why are you pulling him in that situation? We saw the interaction with him and Mark Whipple on the sideline, but he's a fifth-year senior guy that transferred in. He's arguably your best player on offense. Why are you, 
why are you pulling a guy in that situation? That, that kind of reminded me of the um, Zach. What thank game you. was it? It was the uh, well, it was the 2009 Big 12 championship game when Nebraska got pinned back yeah. at the one yard line and they put uh, they put Cody uh, who was the backup quarterback um, for Zach Lee, uh, Cody Green. Yep. Put Cody Green in so he could sneak it out from the one yard line. I'm like, why in the hell are you doing that? I didn't understand that decision. When they went to the sidelines, they showed Casey was getting his arm tape, and I thought maybe he was, maybe he was hurt. But apparently, he got pulled. I, I, it didn't make any sense okay. to me. So the series before, uh, where, uh, and this is a problem for Casey. He holds on to the ball too long. Sure. Uh, when he's running for his life, I mean, he is taking he is taking some hits. Whipple, he comes over to the sidelines, and, you know, if you've watched Whipple on the sidelines so far this year, he doesn't show a ton of emotion. I mean, he's an older coach who, you know, he's kind of more of a pro coach. Um, But he got – that's the first time this year, John, I've seen him get into an animated conversation with his quarterback, and he really Mm -hmm. let Casey have it, and and he kept going at him, and then Purdy comes in, now, you know, it, it turned into a debacle with an Indiana touchdown when Purdy is sacked in the end zone and fumbles and they recover. And they showed on TV, they showed him having his wrist wrapped and people are like, oh, no, no, he's hurt. Well, if he was hurt where he couldn't come back in, wouldn't he like go into the tent? Wouldn't there be something there? Yeah, that, so, that's why I was confused. Yeah. So then, so here's another element of the confusion about what happened there is, and then the, and then the other time that Purdy came in, I think Thompson was dinged. And so they started with Purdy, and then Thompson came right back in. But mm-hmm. but let's go back to what Mickey said after the game when he was posed that question. He said, oh, Coach Osborne used to do that with us before, you know, like the third or fourth series, we'd come to the sidelines and we'd get to watch. And I'm thinking, really, Mickey? Is that is that the reason? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I think it was one of those moments where Mark Whipple made a decision. I didn't like what you did. You're going to stand here with me on the sidelines, and it unfortunately turned out to be a disaster for Nebraska. But um, you know, all all yeah, good. I thought it was very all, odd. All good. Casey comes back in, and especially in the second half when they needed to make a play, Casey made a play. Yeah, because the drive started on the nine yard line, and they actually ran. They ran two plays, but they didn't get anywhere. So you got third and nine at the ten yard line, and that's when the the sack fumble and credit Indiana for, you know, finally getting some pressure because they really hadn't done much prior to that. And, you know, Purdy was in a, in a bad spot, fumbles the ball. It turns into a touchdown. And fortunately it was not one that cost them the game, but it certainly changed the momentum of the game in that moment. And I was, I I thought it was, I just thought it was, I didn't think it was a smart decision to pull Casey Thompson in that. I'm wondering, I'm wondering uh, outside of, an uh, injury to Casey Thompson and, and Chubba Purdy. What's it going to take to have Logan Smothers reinserted in the game? You remember in the Northwestern game when they mm-hmm. had no element of a quarterback run game, they inserted him, he got a first down. I, I thought maybe as Nebraska was kind of slogging along offensively that maybe it would have been a changeup, but I, I wonder what it'll take to get Smothers back into a game. Well, if you recall, when they when Purdy came in the second time, the play he ran was an option. Yeah. Which and, which and, he's and not, he kept. Yeah, yeah, and that's not him. Yeah, uh, yeah. so it, it it was very confusing, and I'll be curious to hear from Whipple. I think he'll speak on Wednesday uh, if there's a follow up to that because uh, that that sequence was odd to me. Here is uh, Bob. Bob, welcome to Big Red Overreaction. Thanks for the call. Well, I'm kind of perfect timing for me, but uh, 
I just wonder why somebody can't tell these guys to to throw the ball away when it's not there. I mean, Thompson just hangs on to the ball forever. It's like, throw the ball away, you know, let's, you know, go. Well, he did a couple of times. Unfortunately, there was no one in the area and they called it grounding. 19, you know, it's like, oh my God, you know, and then, you know, Chubba comes in there and is like, oh my God. Wow, they put on the scarlet and cream and seem to lose their <laughs> mental facilities or whatever. It's like, oh my, I, I just, you know, there's got to be somebody out there, Mickey, uh, head coach or the offense coordinator that's got to say, okay, you know, ain't there, throw it away. You know, instead of taking the, you know, seven-yard loss and getting hit and whatever. But um, that's all I got to say, and we'll hey. listen to you guys hey. from here. Hey, Bob, thank you. Thank you. All right. John, you are. Uh, that was interesting. John, you, uh, now I'm getting reminded of. Big red of reaction, whether it be a after a win or a loss, uh, what mm-hmm. happens when we reach midnight plus on the East Coast? And yeah, we this inch is Midwest, or you know, here in the Midwest, we inch towards midnight. Yeah, this yeah. this is the part of uh, NFL red zone where we call it the witching hour. <laughs> that's, uh, that's where we are right now. One more call before the break. Here is uh, Jones. Jones, thanks for the call. Welcome to the show. Yeah, man, thanks for taking the call. Interesting, man, because I was going to ask about the. Uh, Willing of Casey, Casey Thompson, but you know more so get your reaction on him being willing to do that. It seems like Mickey, you know, he's he's from LSU. He he, you know, he's used to winning, and you know when he don't see what he want to see on the field, he's not gonna pussyfoot around with you. He ain't gonna play no games with you. He gonna get your attention. And so, you know, my thought is, you know, it seems like, hey, that's kind of refreshing to me yeah. that he would do that. And you know, he brought him back in, but it's refreshing that he would do that. And it was refreshing to see him getting that player's butt who got kicked out of the game as well. I'm pretty yeah. sure he hugged him after the game. But, hey, in the midst of battle, we're not, we not playing no games with nobody. If, you, if you're a player, you're going to be out there. If not, you're going to be with me. Agree. So that was just my thoughts. Yep. Jones, thanks for the phone call. And so there's a couple of things in there from uh, Jones' phone call. And I'm going to start with, you know how, and, and, and this kind of ties into the Ramir Johnson call earlier, John. Players mm-hmm. that are mentioned during the week, hey, we're going to give guys more opportunity. These guys, Omar Brown, Hartzog, they've earned the opportunity to play more, even a, a Singleton or a Gould. Okay, so we saw that tonight. There were a lot of guys, especially on defense, that played early that we had not seen much of. You know, Javen Wright is healthy. So he comes back, and he does get an early series at nickel. So what they were saying about guys that are going to get more of an opportunity to play, we saw that. Now, some of those guys got to play a little bit longer because they didn't hurt the team. Singleton came in, overran a play. I don't know that I saw Singleton again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they. so there's the accountability part, and if you're not doing your job, Bryce Benhart, you got to come sit with me, okay? We're not going to allow you to be out there. We're going to put in Hunter Anthony. Turner Corcoran, you hurt the team. You're going to get an earful when you come to the sidelines. I I think the part of accountability over the last couple of weeks is pretty huge for this team 
because some guys are probably going, hey, why am I not playing? Or how come you know that guy plays more than me and, and I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do? I think that goes a long way in this setup of the current um, locker room. But I, sh- I think it shows you that Mickey has a command of the sideline, that he's not going to let Tom Foolery go on, go on. Now, they were sloppy tonight, and they made some boneheaded penalties, and there were some others that were, what are they calling? But I think he has a command of the sideline that guys believe when they say something to him, your position coaches, it's going to come true. You work your butt off, you earn playing time, you're going to get the playing time. If you don't, you're going to be on the sidelines, and you're not going to have any case to go, hey, coach, why am not playing? Yeah, and that's the biggest thing that's changed between now and what was before. You know, there were guys who were staying on the field even after they would make some terrible decisions. Accountability was something that Trev Alberts emphasized on several occasions in that press conference when he fired Scott Frost. And then the word accountability came up a lot the week of the Oklahoma game from Mickey Joseph. There, this that was you can you can tell you don't you don't have to be told outright, but you can tell by the words that are being used and the frequency with 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 how much they are being used, what the message and what was missing from this program and accountability is, you know, when you do those those uh, those word puzzles or whatever, where they show, you know, the the words that get used the most are the biggest and the words that get used the least are, are the small font accountability, big letters right across the middle of the screen. That was one of the most important things that Trev Alberts needed to see and Mickey Joseph needed to see. And you're starting to see the results of that with guys getting pulled at times when maybe in the past you didn't see that. That's John Bishop. I'm Gary Sharp. Conrad here as well. Uh, this is Big Red Overreaction. Uh, we'll take a break. we got a little bit more to go. Uh, we'll get to Joe, Josh, Kelsey, and uh, Jason. Thoughts after Nebraska wins for the first time in nearly a year. 35-21 tonight over Indiana. They shut out the Hoosiers in the second half. Nebraska scored two touchdowns in the second half. Big night for Anthony Grant. Big night for Trey Palmer. Big night. Opportunistic for the special teams. And Nebraska gets a victory that puts them in a six-way tie for first place in the West on a day where there were some crazy results all around college football and including in the uh, Big Ten. We'll get all of that as uh, we roll and we get close to uh, putting a wrap on this one. A big red overreaction on 1620 The Zone and 101.9 The Keg. It is brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. And Burton, when your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton.